Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. If you're looking for more, check out thejesuslab.com. The Jesus Lab is a nine-month facilitated encounter with the finished work of Christ, and applications are open now. Check it out at thejesuslab.com. All right, we've been in this series called Common Unity. And as the senior leader of The Resting Place, I just want to welcome you into this. If this is your first week, if it's your first time at The Resting Place, we just raise your hand. We want to welcome you. Anybody? Hi, hello. Bless these people. Come on. Hi, 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 hi. Bless you. Thank you for coming. If it's your first time or your 500th time, we have something called Fresh Start right after the gathering. That's where you can find out a little bit more about the leadership, why we are the way we are, and find out the why behind this, you know, um, and get connected if you want to, okay? Otherwise, there's a little connection card around you um, on your seat. You can fill that out, and please put your prayer request in there. We want to pray for you, amen? At the very least, you're here. Put a prayer request down. If you never come back, let us have the opportunity to pray for you, amen? We have a team who does that every Wednesday. They batter the, the heavens for those prayer requests. They really do. They're amazing. So please put something down there, okay? And like I said, we're in the middle of this series. Uh, I thought uh, the Lord was going to have me teach on community, but he didn't say that word. He said common unity. And I was like, uh, did you misspeak? You know, word of God, did you misspeak? That's a silly question, but that's what I asked. Uh, no, he said common unity. And the, the truth that he gave me is that the only thing that's going to bind a free people together is love. Common unity looks like we have one thing in common, and it's the person of love. Okay? Jesus is the only reason we're all here, and I like it that way. It's going to stay that way. We are not making our unifying attempt. We're not grounding it in agreement. We're not saying we need to agree on anything except, is Jesus the reason you're here? That's it. We can be fam. Okay? That's it. So last week we talked about how there are many gates but one way, the narrow way. The way is narrow if you find it, right? That's what the Bible says somewhere in the New Testament. Jesus said it. It's in the Gospels. I don't have an address for you. But he said it, all right? And we are the gates to the way. Psalm 24, 7, lift up your heads, O you gates, you living gateways, you ageless doors of destiny, one translation says. So we are the gate to the way, amen? You need to open the gate of your life to others so they can find the way. Are you with me? That's, that's participation in the kingdom coming. Amen? So that was last week. And I, I just want to clarify one thing really quickly that we are an apostolic family. That's what we are. Okay? People want to say, what kind of denomination are you? I'm like, I don't know. We're non-non-non-denomination. Okay? <laughs> We're post-denominational. I don't know. Because denominations are literally grouped around agreement. And it's not just agreeing Jesus is Lord. It's agreeing tongues, no tongues, you know, whatever difference of opinion on theological interpretations. I have no goal to gather anyone who agrees with me on everything. In fact, I'm the only person I agree with 100% of the time. Okay? That's the truth. And so I don't need to agree with you. Jesus said, find one or two with whom you agree. That'll be enough. We're trying to make a a church of 200, 2,000, agree on everything. Do we need to agree that Jesus is Lord? Yes. Boom. Done. We're family. Whether you like it or not, everyone who thinks that way, believes that way, is your family. Whether you like that they're Catholic or whatever, Baptist, charismatic, if they believe Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and rose again, you're a part of their body. You're connected to them. 
spiritually, whether you like it or not. <laughs> well, we have to, how can two walk together unless they agree? Okay, yeah, agree on what? Jesus is Lord. Amen? Honor is not agreement. Honor means to assign value. I say this all the time because it's important, especially because in September, I'm going to shake the tree really hard. All right? I'm going to really hard. You know, Jesus, about two-ish years into his ministry, he dropped a, a very short sermon on the people. He said, eat my flesh and drink my blood or else you have no part of me. End of sermon. And he thinned the herd. Just feeling like I need to try that kind of thing. Two years old. I'm going to just shake the tree real hard, see who stays. We're going to talk about the apocalypse. That's what we're going to talk about in September. Doing a series called Apocalypse How. And I guarantee you, no one will agree with me completely on my viewpoint. And I'm going to find out if you believe in the unity of the Spirit. We'll see. <laughs> Hallelujah. Apostolic family, say family. Family on mission, that's what that is. So the mission drives us, but it doesn't even unite us. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. But that isn't even what unites us. The person of love binds us together, and the mission drives us. The mission drives us. The person, the son of man, unites us. Are you with me? Okay, so we don't even need to agree on how that goes. We don't need to even get good at having... You know, people say, well, you just need to have better, you know, community events or whatever. No, no, no. There is no event. There's a person. <laughs> and that person will inspire many events. <laughs> Are you with me? Okay. So I also need to uh, clean up some of my messes. I'm, a, I'm kind of a messy person, you know. Anyway, you should see my car. It's rough. Uh, I got two boys. I will always uh, own it when I say something that is incomplete or wrong. I will always do that for you. And I'm doing it on live stream. The last couple weeks, I've said a, I've repeated something that is partially true, but it's not completely true, okay? And so the Lord convicted me of it this week and said, you know, that's a partial revelation. And I was like, say what? Everybody says that. <laughs> and he's like, it's still partial. I'm like, okay, what's the full? And he showed it to me. So this is what he said, or he, what he pointed out. I've said this many times. So just to save face, nobody amen, okay? Nobody amen anything. <laughs> just for a second. In case you amen the wrong one. You know, just don't. <laughs> okay? It'll make sense in a minute. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Okay? This is what I repeated last week and the week before and what I've I regurgitated instead of revelated. Okay? Yeah, I'm the only one. I know. Okay? So this is what I said. The plan of God is not, don't amen. The plan of God is not to get you into heaven. It's to get heaven into you. The Lord showed me that's partial. He showed me the fullness. He said, the plan of God isn't just to get you into heaven. It's to get heaven through you. Changes everything because now you're not the recipient. You're just the gate. So I repent. I apologize publicly. It's real fun to do. You should try it sometimes. <laughs> and I say I was wrong. I'm sorry about that. I will always own it. And I'm owning it in front of you. And we're like, that's not a big deal. Don't feel bad. No, it's a big deal because if it's not the word, I don't want it. That's all I want. Amen? I take this job really serious. Okay? I'm having a lot of fun. But I take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? The joy of the Lord is serious business, C.S. Lewis said. So, yeah. Amen. We are 
not just partakers, not just receivers, but dispensers of the divine. Amen? We're those who dispense. We're those gates that open. We're the way. We're the gate for the way. Sorry. We are the gate for the gate. We are the way people encounter Jesus is through people, right? Jesus uses people to lead, him, lead them to Jesus. Like, Jesus, you understand? Like, Jesus is coming back for a pure, mature bride. Like, like, the bride gets herself ready. The bridegroom doesn't dress the bride. So people are called to maturity, to bringing maturity, to bringing people to the Lord. It's your job to bring people to the Lord through your life. Amen? Amen. 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 Even, even if you're not an evangelist, you're called to preach the good news, right, in your own way. I talked about it last week at length. We all have different gates, right? It was really good. You should watch it, okay? But my point is, we're not just receiving, we're giving. It's better to give than to receive. And freely you receive, so freely give. So the goal of heaven is not to get you into heaven, but to get heaven through you. Through you. There are two bodies of, of water, two main bodies of water in, in Israel, okay? And I've been there ten times, and it's fascinating. There's the Sea of Galilee, major bodies of water, Sea of Galilee, and the Dead Sea. Have you heard of the Dead Sea? It's the one you float on? Yeah, I float standing up in there. If that ain't a miracle, I don't know. Like a little pencil with a mop on it, just, you know. Like this much of me is out of the water. I'm like, what is happening? It's crazy time. It's because of the salt content, okay? Then that's the Dead Sea. And if you get the, the salty water in your eyes and your mouth and your ears, it really burns, okay, a lot. I've done it. And you can't go beneath the surface very far. It pops you right back up. You stay on the surface. That's one body of water. The other body of water is the Sea of Galilee. It's a freshwater lake. It's the source of 90-something percent of the water in, the, in that region. It's crazy town. And it has fish and it's teeming with life. You can literally scoop it into your mouth, okay? You want to know what the difference is? The Sea of Galilee has outlets. The Dead Sea doesn't. Somebody's going to get this today. The Sea of Galilee receives and gives through many rivers. The Dead Sea just takes. Conference, conference, conference. Church service, church service, church service. That church, this church. Worship night. Bethel's coming to town. Hillsong. Take and take and take and take and take. You know what that results in? No outlet, salty Christian. They're hard to look at, man. Hard to taste. Definitely hard to listen to. And you never get below the surface. You need to have a dispenser personality. Let me say it this way just for all my live stream heresy hunters and make them mad. Here it is. You're a portal of the presence of God. You're a walking, talking portal. You've seen like Dr. Strange, the circles that open, you're the circle. <laughs> Between two realms, you're the one that gives people access to heaven. You release heaven on the earth. Hello. How is this possible? How is this possible? Because the life of the believer does not end in union with Christ. No, no, no. It begins there. That's how it's possible. I'm done with my introduction now. Are you ready for the sermon? That was my intro. <laughs> you going to be okay? <laughs> it's, good. it's good. Portals of the presence, dispensers of the divine. That's who you are. Wow. Today, the Lord, you know how the Bible says it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us? To us and the Holy Spirit, the book of Acts says that. It seemed good to me and the Holy Spirit 
I have an impression. I don't have like a direct word from the Lord, but it seemed good to me and the Holy Spirit, just like the apostle said. It seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Like sometimes you get a direct, thus saith the Lord, this is what God said. Other times you're just like, I think this is it. And Holy Spirit seems pleased with it. That's where I'm at today. Okay, I'm trying to give it in context, right? It seemed good to me and the Holy Spirit to give you a state of your union address today. It's the state of your union. It's the most important state of the union you'll ever listen to. Way more important than that yearly one on TV. Okay? Hallelujah. It's okay. I watch it. I do. No matter who's president, I watch them. I'm not trying to be dishonoring. I'm telling you, the most important thing you need is to understand you're one with God already. You don't need circumstances to change. You need your mind to be renewed that God is with you always. <laughs> I'm going to help you today. This is the state of your union. All right? Because, speaking about unity, the unity of the saints, us being united, is the fruit of union with Christ. Unity is the fruit of union with the Son. The unity of the saints is the fruit of union with the Son. It's not the fruit of programs or agreements. It's certainly not the fruit of denominations. Hello? We've been trying to agree for a long time now. Is it working? <laughs> Jesus said, find one or two. Because he knew how difficult it is, right? Come on. <laughs> Amen? So we will never have the fullness of unity. Listen to me. This is so important. We will never have. Capital C Church, hear me. We will never have the fullness of unity between one another without a full revelation of our union in Christ. It will not happen. Let me prove it to you. This is John 17, chapter 20 through 26. This is one of the most important sections of the New Testament. It's where God the Son is talking to God the Father, okay? The rest of the New Testament is mostly God speaking to a person and then writing it down. This is God speaking to God. Okay, this is Jesus talking to the Father. Are you with me? Do you believe that Jesus is God? Okay, so this is God talking to God, and we should pay attention to what was said in that exchange, yeah? Amen? Most important thing. This is what he says. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Because he's just prayed, protect them from the evil one. Don't take them out of the world. Just protect them from the evil one. He's praying for his disciples before he goes to the cross. Okay, this is the night before. All right? He prays for them, and then he says, I don't ask only for these here, but for those who will believe in me according to their word. Hallelujah. That's you. That's me. Say, that's me. Yeah, that's you. This is so good. Jesus prayed for you. Did you know that? Hey, let me give you just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin the punchline. Are you ready? I'm going to ruin it. I love doing this. I love it. All of Jesus' prayers get answered. Every single one of them, he's kind of got like a direct access, you know. It's never like the father goes, ah, oh, you sure, Jesus? I don't really, I'm not into that. Doesn't happen. They're one. The Trinity is not one plus one plus one. It's one times one times one equals one. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be, help me, one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us, say in us. So that the world may believe that you have sent me. Now, here's a crazy one-liner from God to God. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. What? Did you know he already gave you his glory? He gave it to you 2,000 years ago. 
Did you know that those he justified, Romans 8, 29, he also glorified, past tense? You're waiting to be glorified? Why? <laughs> he already gave you his glory. People are like, I, I don't want to take from the glory of God. It's impossible. It was a gift. You can't take a gift. You can't steal a gift. You can't steal what's already in your account. Hello? All of Jesus' prayers get answered. Hello? Are you with me? Okay. You're like, this doesn't make sense. Okay, that's fine. It's called changing the way you think. It's good. It's called repentance. Just blink your eyes and just repent. Just, I need to blink a few times. I don't know. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one. That's the progress here. That's the progression. I in them, you and me, that they may become perfectly one. What we've tried to do is put the cart before the horse. We tried to have unity without really agreeing in a heart of hearts that we're one with God already. We focus on trying to get together when we haven't even gotten our union reality together. We haven't even seen it for what it is. We're waiting for glory. We're waiting for the day. When we all get to heaven. What a day. Yeah, I believe in going to heaven. You know, there's been bad teaching on heaven. I still plan on going there. Yeah, I'm into it. I like heaven, right? But that's not the whole goal. The whole goal is to get heaven through you. How does that happen? You become one with the gate. You're one with the three in one. You've been invited into the Godhead. Oh, I'm so much trouble. You are not God. Hallelujah. I'm not God. Hallelujah. Thank God I'm not God. And thank God you're not God. All right. Hello. But we are one with God. Did Jesus' prayers get answered? Are you sure? Okay. Just asking before you send me that angry email. This is what he said would happen. He asked for it to happen. <laughs> I and them, you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. This is crazy town. Jesus, did you understand what he just said? He said, I want the world to know that you love them the same way you love me. I want to break your depression today. Are you ready? This will break your depression right here if you receive it. I promise you. I know there's chemical things. I know that. But heaven wins. Okay? Here's what it is. This is a word from the Lord. Are you ready? God does not love Jesus more than he loves you. And God does not love you more than he loves Jesus. That will ruin your anxiety real good. <laughs> if you receive that... It will mess you up in the best possible way, man. <laughs> it will. Just take it. Amen. Oh, my goodness. He goes on and says, Father, this is, it just gets gooder and gooder and gooder. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you love me before the foundation of the world. Now, you might be thinking, oh, that's when we get to heaven. Well, hashtag wrong because Paul said he has seated us already in heavenly places with Christ Jesus are you with me do you believe that you've already been seated with him okay his prayer was already answered see how futile it is to try and live from here to there it's silly we need to be trained we need to be trained by grace to live from there to here 
You're a portal of the presence, a dispenser of the divine. A gate for the way. To see my glory, that's what we were talking about earlier. To see my glory, we don't seat him in glory, we see him. That's it. That's your job is to perceive. Behold, I do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Amen. Oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name and will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Say, I in them. That was Jesus' prayer. So attempting unity with one another is futile without a revelation of our union with him. Attempting unity is futile. Okay? I meet church leaders. I meet people. I meet pastors. And I want to know right away. I want to know as fast as I can. Hey, you believe we're one with God right now or not? Because I want to gauge how much work our unity is going to take. Because I, I want to be unified with other people in my region. Right? But I know what comes first. According to Jesus, this is the first step. Unity of the saints is the fruit of union with the Son. You need to get this. The unity of the saints is the fruit of union with the Son. It's just an offspring of your relationship with Him. Let's read this, the, a few verses of that same thing out of another translation, because I believe it will be helpful. The Passion Translation, John 17, 21 through 23. I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. Come on, the world will know that Jesus is God when we get a revelation that we're one with God. And not before then. I don't care how good your apologetics or how well you can argue someone into the, the kingdom. You, they can be argued right back out. The way you get in is the way you stay in. And if it's by the spirit that draws them, the spirit will keep them. But if it's by the spirited argument you gave them, then a different argument will take them. I love apologetics. I like it. All right? I'm not mad at them. I'm just saying that's the intellect is not the doorway to truth. The spirit of the living God is. You with me? It needs to be spirit-breathed truth because you can share truth in the wrong time and deafen the hearer. Peter swung the sword in the garden and took the ear off the servant of the high priest. Peter's name, Simon, Simeon, comes from the word to mean to hear. I talked about this last week. The one who's able to hear cut off the ability of the guy to hear. And Jesus had to come clean up his mess. Hallelujah. Jesus will do that for you. Amen. But here's the, here's the revelation. Don't swing the sword of the Spirit without checking the Lord who is the Spirit. Don't swing the sword without checking with the Lord. I don't care if it's in the Bible. The devil can quote the Bible. The devil can click share. Check with the Lord before you swing the sword. Otherwise, you're just going to deafen those you're trying to help. A word in season. That was thunder right there. I believe the Lord is saying amen. The word in season. I'll take it, man. A word in season is life to a man's bone. You know what a word out of season is? Death. It puts bondage on people. Where was I? 
The world will recognize that you sent me. For the glory you have given to me, I have given them so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. Did you hear that? He wants us to experience the unity that they are having. He wants us to experience their unity so we can experience their unity. It's here first before it's here. Okay? (laughs) You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them so that they will experience perfect unity. That's the progression. You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them so that they will experience perfect unity. And the world will be convinced that you have sent me, for they will see that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. Say amen. That's the truth. Here's the state of your union. You're one with God right now in that chair if you've said yes to him. Let me give a word of warning. If you refuse him, you will never be one with him. It takes a yes. No one becomes a bride without an I do. You have to receive the invitation. You, Jesus got down on one knee before the entire space-time continuum, looked everyone in the eye and said, will you be mine? And depending on your response to that question is whether or not you get the benefits of everything I'm talking about. Whether or not you get the joy of the spirit. Whether or not you get seated in heavenly places. Whether or not you get every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. It takes a yes to become a bride. Amen? I'm talking about your union with Christ. Okay? Because we need to understand we're still operating many ways in the church out of old covenant paradigms. We're operating from old covenant perspectives and paradigms. All right? The old covenant is very useful. Romans 14 says all these things written beforehand are for our instruction. Amen? So that in them we might have hope. I'm not throwing out the Old Testament or the old covenant. I'm putting it in its proper place. The old covenant is between God and man. God made a covenant with Moses and the people of Israel. Are you with me? God, it's God and man. Say God and man. That's the old covenant. The new covenant is not that. It's between God and the God man. The old covenant was between the father and Moses and the people of the earth. The new covenant is between the father and the son. And you're invited into the benefits one way, marriage. You're invited into the benefits with your yes to the bridegroom. That's it. You get the benefits through marriage. You get the inheritance through marriage. You get all of it through marriage, through your union with him. How can I say that? I'm trying to give you a state of your union because the life of the believer does not end in union with Christ. It begins there. The first place you get to meet Jesus is in his death. Are you with me? It says you are co-crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. That's Romans chapter 6, 6 book of the New Testament, 6 chapter 6 verse. Our old man is dead. Man, oh man, oh man. I don't. <laughs> the first place you meet Jesus is in his death. You don't get to strive or die daily because the death he died, he died to sin once for all. Check me, man, Romans 6, 9 through 11. He died to, it, to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God forevermore. So you also must, it's a command, you must consider yourself, think about yourself the same way, dead to sin, alive to God. Dying once, living forevermore. We're not dying daily, we're living daily, okay? It's about recognizing the life of God, the resurrection life of God that stood up on the inside of you. Why? Because you said yes to Jesus and received the covenant the benefits of the covenant between the Father and the Son. You didn't do anything except receive it. 
That's it. So you're like, oh, you can't say you're one with God. Like, I, people, I know people that have a better prayer life than you. Okay. Oh, yeah, I can't say I'm one with God. I know people who fast more than me. I can't say that. Hey, guess what? None of that makes you one with him. None of it. We're not living in a covenant where God says do this, the, the men of the earth and the people of the earth agree, agree to do it, and then we work our way to righteousness. The law was never meant to do that. It was meant to reveal sin, by the way. And so you are unable, this is what the law tells us, we are unable to be right by doing right. Amen? Have you experienced this? You try to do the right thing, it doesn't work out. Yeah, you'll never be right by doing right. But if you get a revelation that you're one with the righteous one, right things will flow. The right things will come. It's the fruit of your union with him. It's the offspring. Some of you are starting to show because you're co-laboring with him. All right? It's the fruit of offspring. It's the fruit of intimacy. And all fruit is born out of intimacy with someone. So whatever you're spending time with in the recesses of your mind, you will bear fruit for. Whatever you're spending time with, with your, with your eyes, your gates, all that stuff, you will bear fruit of. So it's good to study the Bible. Amen? I like it. Can you tell? It's good to pray. All right? It's good to worship. It's good to do all these things, but they don't get you anything. They are the, draw, they are the uh, signing of the check. It's the drafting on the account. It's just the receiving of his will. It's the receiving of his goodness and mercy and kindness. Amen? This is the gospel I'm preaching. I'm telling you the truth. Work-based righteousness is so old covenant, bro. Okay? Old covenant. Let me prove it to you. The new covenant is an internal habitation. The old covenant was an external visitation. The spirit would come upon people and leave. The spirit would come upon people for a purpose and then go. But in the new covenant, Jesus said, my father and I will make our home in you, and you will become the temple of the most high God. Oh, no, don't say it. <laughs> I want to preach. I want it to be September already. I can't talk about these things. The new covenant between God and God you only get in on it if you say yes to the son. And through marriage, receive his, his person, everything that he is. Amen? Are you with me? Let me show you how futile the old covenant is in bringing this about. This is Hebrews chapter 8, verse 8 through 13. It says, God revealed the defect and limitation of the first covenant. That's what he's talking about. When he said to his people, look, the day will come, declares the Lord, when I will satisfy the people of Israel and Judah by giving them a new covenant. It will be an entirely different covenant than the one I made with their fathers when I led them out of the hand, by the hand out of Egypt. Say entirely different. I know I'm going fast, but check this. Entirely different, okay, than the one I made with their fathers when I led them by the hand out of Egypt. For they did not remain faithful to my covenant. Are you following me? They did not remain faithful. So I rejected them, says the Lord. Covenant between God and man. They didn't hold up their end of the bargain, right? And God rejected them because he's the righteous judge. He makes right judgments. That was the deal. The deal was between God and people. We're carrying that same paradigm into it. That's not our deal. Our deal isn't between us and God. It's between God and God. We get the benefits. Yeah. Are you hearing this? Okay. I rejected them, says the Lord. For here is the covenant I will one day establish with the people of Israel. This is the writer of Hebrews quoting Jeremiah, all right? This was written by Jeremiah way back when, all right? He says, here is the covenant I will one day establish with the people of Israel. I will embed my laws within their thoughts and fasten them onto their hearts. I will be their loyal God, and they will be my loyal people. And the result of this will be that everyone will know me as Lord. 
<laughs> there will no, be no need at all to teach their fellow citizens or brothers saying, you should know the Lord Jehovah, since everyone will know me inwardly. Say inwardly. From the most unlikely to the most distinguished, for I will dis demonstrate my mercy to them and forgive their evil deeds and never remember again their sins. Man, if that don't make you happy, I can't help you, okay? He said, I will demonstrate my mercy to them. Do you believe he's been merciful to you? Yeah. I will forgive their evil deeds. Are you forgiven? Yeah. yeah. And he said, I will never remember again their sins. God is not going to play the highlight reel of your sinfulness on the last day. Or he would be a liar. I know. It's a mess. <laughs> Listen to me. He's never going to put them back together. Remember is the opposite of dismember. He's never going to put the pieces back together. Remember who you were? He scattered those pieces as far as the east is from the west. He's literally, one translation says, I will forget their wicked ways. Like you're talking to God about your former sinfulness. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Who, who are you talking about? You did that? No, you didn't. I don't have that anywhere in my records. Let me help you. All of your sins were in the future when Jesus paid for them. So if he already forgave them, then mess, guess what? He already forgot your future sins. Do you need to repent? Yes. Do you need to walk in obedience? Yes. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. That's silly talk. You don't sin more to get more grace. You're not set free to sin. You're set free from sin. Okay? I'm not authorizing sin. I'm preaching your union to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is so good. He goes on to say, this proves that by establishing this new covenant, the first one is now obsolete, ready to expire, and about to disappear. Amen? Obsolete. The old covenant is obsolete in the light of the new. That's good news. That means you can leave all of your working for favored stuff in your chair today. <laughs> you can leave it here. I'll, take, I'll clean it up. I'll take it out later. Just leave it here. I got a team. We'll clean it up. We'll do a spiritual cleansing. Well, whatever. We will clean it up. Now I'm really getting <laughs> in trouble. Okay. Let's go back to John 17. I'm going to have Gigi come up real quick. We're going to respond to this quickly in worship. But let me go back to John 17, 23. This is the state of your union. Okay? John 17, 23 in the Amplified Classic, different translation. It says, I in them and you in me. He's praying to the Father, right? I in them and you, Father, in me, in order that they may become one and perfectly united, that the world may know and definitely recognize that you sent me and that you have loved them even as you have loved me. That's good news, guys. Such good news. True unity requires revelation of our union. Do you agree? Our unity with one another is the fruit of knowing our union with Christ because the new covenant is between God the Father and God the Son. We're simply invited into its benefits. And that is where everything starts. That's the door, okay? That's the way we are to receive everything from heaven. It's the way not only we're to receive, we're to be the gate for the dispenser, right? It's not about you getting something. It's about you having a solution for someone else. There is no lack in heaven. So when you cross lack, you need to open your gate. Pray for the Lord to give you a solution and swing wide those doors and bless those people. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you getting stuff. 
I'm talking about you becoming a solution in the earth, bringing heaven to earth. It's your inheritance because we've transitioned. We've transitioned from the old covenant, which is visitational, to the new covenant, which is habitational. You are the dwelling place of God. Are you with me? Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. If you're looking for more, check out thejesuslab.com. The Jesus Lab is a nine-month facilitated encounter with the finished work of Christ, and applications are open now. Check it out at thejesuslab.com.